0: Hello! Welcome to Praying the Word of God. My name is Tay and I'm here to pray through the Word of God with you. Once again, I hope this message finds you well. I pray you're in good spirits and ready to sit with me in this moment to give a little time towards seeking God's face through today's unique and special devotion and prayer. This day is special to me because today's Easter you know, what we call Resurrection Sunday. And it's unique and bittersweet because none of us are able to go to our church homes and fellowship with other brothers and sisters in Christ, you know. And that's a huge part of Easter and the Christian faith. And, you know, as I mentioned last time, today will probably look more like the Last Supper for us. You know, when Jesus spent his last moments with his disciples You know, the ones he invested most of his time and attention to. And during that meal, he encouraged his disciples to remember him. To remember what he stood for and what his purpose was in their own lives. And to simply keep it alive. You know, communion is a sacred time for the church. Because it's a memorial of Christ's death that we're supposed to proclaim until his return. However, most times, you know, when we partake in communion, we only sermonize the moment Paul reminded the Corinthians about the purpose of communion, where he quoted Jesus saying, as often as you do this, remember me. And we're also reminded of the Last Supper, where Jesus blessed broken past the bread and the wines his disciples depicting his body that was broken and his blood that was shed. But I found that there's so much more leading up to this moment that makes our time of communion that much more powerful and convicting all at once. Because Jesus didn't just sit down and partake in communion with his disciples. When we go back several verses in any of the Gospels, we find that him and his disciples had spent the whole day preparing for this one moment. Jesus wanted this meal to be prepared just right because he knew it would be his last meal with them before he endured the greatest suffering. Noel, if you will permit me, I'd like to take a little time to lay out the different texts, and allow yourself to go to that very moment, maybe as a spectator standing by, you know, watching it all unfold. Jesus and his disciples were in Jerusalem. It was the first day of Passover week, and they needed to prepare a meal to celebrate the Passover. So Jesus sent Peter and John to the city to go find a certain man carrying a picture of water and he told them say to the man the teacher says his time has come and we're going to need you to make room at your house because we're going to eat the passover meal there and you know so peter and john followed the man to his house to prepare the passover in the meantime jesus knew that his clock was ticking And soon after his last moments, he knew he was going to be reunited with his Heavenly Father. But it was bittersweet for him because he knew he was also preparing to leave the ones he had grown to love so dearly. And I think those moments were depicted best in the book of John, you know, because John was able to express to us Jesus' feelings in such a way that we're able to pick up on the surmounting anguish and distress Jesus was in. In John 13:1, in the New Living Translation, it says, Now before the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come for him to leave this world and return to the Father. Having greatly loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. You know, I can imagine Jesus thinking back in his head the many times he'd spent with these men, teaching them and growing them, laughing with them, feeding them, protecting them. I can imagine the anguish he felt knowing that some would still reject him and they still had so much more to learn. But they would have to learn the rest without him. You can tell that Jesus was going to deeply miss them. Soon after John expresses this point to us, he shows us how Jesus is pondering over his deep love for the disciples. He's been raising. Even for the one who made up in his mind he was going to betray him for 30 pieces of silver and the one who denied deny him three times moved him to one of the most significant acts of humility. John 13 tells us that Knowing all he knew about himself, about who he was and about where he was going, he rose from supper and laid aside his garments. He took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing, you do not understand now, but you'll know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And then Jesus answered him, If I don't wash your feet... You have no part with me. And then Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I read this, I immediately want to focus on the traitors. But when I was studying this, you know, the Holy Spirit kept telling me, don't focus on the traitors, but focus on Jesus's love for the traitors. Although Jesus knew and was in so much distress over the fact that Judas would betray him. You know, Jesus still showed his love towards him in the most monumental way. He got down on his knees and he cleansed Judas's feet. You know, it's easy for us to judge Judas, but the fact of the matter is that That time of communion was prepared for him just as much as it was for the other disciples. And just like Judas and Peter, every one of us has or will have denied or rejected or failed Jesus throughout our Christian walk. Yet every day we wake up to see another day he invites us for communion with him. Just like Jesus knew which of his disciples would forsake him, he knows which one of us at this table in this moment has given up along the way. He knows who stopped believing in him. He knows who have chosen their jobs, money, their status, and relationships over him. He knows who's grown weary of doing what's right. And now you've decided to make things happen for yourself. But if you woke up this morning, God is still saying, I know the enemy may have dropped a seed of doubt or unrighteousness or ungodliness in your heart, but I need you to know that I still love you. Come here and let me wash You, let me wash your feet. Let me cleanse you from everything you've picked up along the way. From whatever influences that have crept into your heart. Into our communion, into our fellowship, into our union. Let me wash it away. What if God is telling you right now, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to pick you apart and judge you. I just want you to remember me. I'm sitting at this table, in this chair, in this moment with you so that I can wash you again. I need to wash you because if I don't wash you, you have no part with me. You cannot receive your portion, what belongs to you. And you will keep losing to things you were called to have victory over. Today, on this Resurrection Sunday, you know, I believe Jesus has prepared a table for us, for the body of Christ and for our households that we're confined to in this hour to partake in an intimate time called Communion. Which is not much different from the Passover Supper. It's a time where we get to take time out to remember the examples he left us to live by. It's a time for us to reestablish our commitment to him and to reestablish Our commitment to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And you know, although I think there's so much more we have yet to understand concerning all the sacraments of the communion. I think this is what Paul meant when he said anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Because communion is not a time to rush through. It's a time where we consider, examine, and recommit our relationship with God, ourselves, and others. So, if you're still listening, and you're ready to take communion with me, Make sure you have a drink to symbolize the blood of Jesus and any type of bread, cracker, or wafer to symbolize his body. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for creating a space for us to meet with you, even though we can't be physically together. Thank you for creating a space for us to meet with you even though we've betrayed you and denied your goodness at some point in our lives. Thank you for using your word to remind us of the importance of communion. And may we never again partake of such a sacred time in a manner that forsakes your goodness and shames your deity. We ask that you take this time to help us examine our hearts and allow you to cleanse us of the worldly things we may have picked up during this journey. We understand that if we don't allow you to cleanse us of unrighteousness, we have no part with you. Therefore, we resubmit ourselves to you today and allow you to cleanse us of everything that. That's been trying to separate us from your love and hinder our relationship with you. We know that we don't belong to this world, but we belong to you. We've received you into our hearts and our lives and accept your death as penalty for our sins. Help us to always keep at the forefront of our hearts and minds, the high price you paid to redeem us. As we take the bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember all you've taught us through your word. We remember your love for us. We remember the example you left for us to love one another and to care for one another and we remember the pain you endured for us. Thank you, Jesus, for your love for us. Thank you that your death gave us abundant and eternal life. Now we receive this bread in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we take this cup representing your blood. This cup represents your blood that was poured out from the cross. We realize that you were the supreme sacrifice for all of our sins, past, present, and future. And because of your blood shed for us and your body broken for us, we can be free from the power and penalty of sin and death. Thank you for taking our punishment that we deserved. Today, we remember and we celebrate the precious gift of life that you gave us through the blood that you shed. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen now, I don't want to assume that everyone who tunes into this podcast has a relationship with Christ or has already received salvation through Jesus Christ. So for those who may be listening right now but are not followers of Christ and you're not ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you're like the prodigal son and you used to consider yourself a follower but you feel like you've fallen away and you want to come back home, please pray with me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for forgiveness. Your word teaches us that in order to be saved, we must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't fully know or understand what all this means, but I know that I'm ready to give my life and heart to someone bigger and greater than me. So I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to draw close to you in every way while on this journey called life. In Jesus name, amen. And. If you want to listen to more prayers, they're available on the Make Me Good Ground YouTube channel. I don't think I said that before. And all major platforms, podcasting platforms. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Entitled, Praying the Word of God. If you know someone who will be encouraged by these prayers, simply share it. You can also follow me on Instagram at praying the word of God. And if you or someone uh, you know have given their lives to Christ by praying the prayer of salvation with me, simply email me at praying the word of God 2020 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Take care and happy Resurrection Day.